Hello. It is currently 68.4 degrees Fahrenheit, 26% humidity here in my office. Micah? Hello? Yes? Hi. What was Dan doing on the call? I have no idea what you're talking about. Did you make a soundboard of Dan? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Why did you make a soundboard of Dan? Don't give me sarcasm. I'm rich. Oh, oh and listen to Raya. Oh. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm fine. Uh, so the best possible thing that could happen happened. Um, the uh, Rogue Amoeba Company came out with a new app called Farago, uh, which allows you to make uh, soundboards. And, you know, I have to apologize. So sorry. Congratulations. Oh. Congratulations oh to me because I have a soundboard now. <laughs> how, so, how, how, how did you serendipitous? Uh, how did you uh, arrange for everyone to to, to participate in this? <laughs> um, well, I obviously uh, saw that the soundboard was online. Um, I immediately downloaded it because I just wanted to use it anyway, um, and. I basically went to each of those individual people and said, hey, I am wanting to troll Joe on the next episode of Unhelpful Suggestions. And so let's figure out something for you to record. So I asked, I just wanted Dan to say hello at first. And I was like, no, no, you should say hello. And then do like something that you'd normally do at the beginning of an episode of Defocused. And we eventually got to, he should say hello, and then also record his uh, humidity and weather. He's like, why don't I also record me saying like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, and so what originally was going to happen was I was going to play that first part, and then you're going to ask what's up and then play the second part. But when you said Micah, I was really nervous that I didn't get the inputs and outputs set up correctly and that you didn't hear anything at all. So that's uh, well, okay. <laughs> let, let me explain. Um, I knew Dan wasn't on the call because there's a photo of you on Skype <laughs> here that, that shows that it's Micah, unless there's some sort of complicated routing that's going on where he was on a very long flight, um, it, <laughs> which would be uncharacteristic for him this time of day. Uh, I, I, uh, I just assumed that it was you with uh, a recording of him um, because the technology exists in the world. <sighs> yes. Um, so the <laughs> those three fellas helped me out and uh, helped me put together some originally like each of them sent some individual clips um except for dan he worked his out but uh, i was like you know what i'm gonna take them all and just use them all and uh yeah so i i have those and then there are also of course just normal ones like horrible horrible sounds like this but i don't plan on, <laughs> on using those no, because of the, yeah those those end up uh getting on people's nerves um <laughs> so yeah uh very excited that this app exists and also thank you gents for uh helping me out with that um also special shout out to steve lubitz who helped me make sure everything was uh working the way that it was supposed to and he said i quote 
Um, although, no, I'm. Uh, he said I paraphrase because I don't remember exactly what he said. Anything to be able to troll Joe. So, uh, uh, yeah. Got that all out there. I'm surprised, I'm surprised you didn't get a clip from him talking about Dunkin' Donuts. Um, <laughs> Darn but, it. Yeah. <laughs> I failed. <laughs> Next time. Next time, Gadget. Uh, no, uh, that, that was that was very clever. Um, so, uh, what made you invest in Farago? Um, the, just just, just this a joke? No, no, not just this <laughs> joke. Like, having a soundboard, I think, is a lot of fun. Um, and it's not something that will come up very often. In fact, uh, on Clockwise, I'm a little sad it didn't make it into the episode, but... Um, and I don't even think it made it into the live stream uh, before the episode, but Dan was the first person to use it, uh, Dan Morin. And I just started busting a gut whenever he started using it. He's like, I knew you would be on board with this, um, but he didn't really use it during the show. Uh, and then I played with it a little bit during the I More show. Um, but yeah, I mean, this joke here, and then also uh, I am working on a secret project uh, where something like this could come in handy uh, a little bit more. So I I knew that I wanted to get it f for the lulls and then for any other things that I might use it for. Um, so yeah, that's why I ended up getting it. It's one of uh, the their least expensive apps, um, but depending on how you're wanting to get things set up and, and use it, uh, it can get a little pricey because you need uh, to, to do things like this where I'm routing it into Skype. You need an app like um, Loopback. But luckily, that was something that um, I procured much earlier. Um, so that was an issue. It's not like I, I had to drop like a hundred bucks just to, to pull off this joke because that would be ridiculous. Mm. Although I can take some wisdom from Rye. Don't give me sarcasm. I'm rich. Uh. And we're good to go. Uh, so do you want to talk about HomePod, Joe? But no, actually, I got to ask you. Have you had any overnight oats? You drinking coffee? Tell me about your breakfast setup. Uh, I'm just having coffee. Um, I didn't have any grounds at my place, so I stopped by uh, the Nestle-owned Blue Bottle um, over on uh, Beverly Drive, mm. and I got the the apricot oat bar um, and the uh, the the uh, Blue Bottle cold brew, um, single origin cold brew, the one that doesn't have milk and stuff in it. Uh, and uh, that's 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 my breakfast. Nothing nothing really crazy about that. Uh, yourself. <laughs> well, um, I have been rushing around all morning, so I pulled up my trusty uh, bin, my trusty tub of dry roasted, lightly salted peanuts, and uh, had a mouthful, and then I started recording. Um, I plan to eat something of, you know, more substance after the end of this show, but uh, I figured some peanuts couldn't hurt to have some sort of protein uh, mm -hmm. to coat my stomach, as it were. Yes, you want you want a good coating protein. Um, a, good, a good coating protein. Mm -hmm. mm -mm. mm, Mouthfeel. Uh, so, <laughs> the, uh, the now that we've got our breakfast out of the way, let's talk about the speaker that is on the hearts and minds of the nation. 
and the world. Yeah, um, I was about to I was about to pull up a uh, a page that just sort of had you know HomePod and all of its information. So I was doing a nice little typing into my browser. Instead of writing HomePod, I wrote HomeDop. That's H O M E D O P. So I guess in my heart and in my mind, that is what the mm-hmm. HomePod is called now. The HomeDop. Yeah. You down with D O P? Oh, God, I love it. Okay, so, yeah, um, basically, Apple said, yo, 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 uh, the ohm pod, what am I doing? I can't even say the word. The ohm pod uh, is going to be available (laughs) starting February 9th, uh, and it went on sale uh, this past Friday. Uh, It went on sale at midnight um, in Australia. Uh, which was, I think, 7, 7.30 a.m. Uh, where I am and 8.30 a.m. Eastern, I think. I think that's how that worked out. Uh, and then it's still, I think, to this day. Let's see. I'm going to click order here. This is some great radio. Uh yeah, still uh, delivers Friday, February 9th uh, on both colors. So there is there's certainly enough home pods that they've made, and they did not underestimate demand, slash maybe they overestimated demand. I guess we'll find out. But uh, yeah, the, the home pod is going to ship on February 9th, and I'm sure we'll get lots more hot takes. But uh, we did get some early reviews. Uh, my colleague, uh, my colleague Renee Ritchie, my colleague Serenity Caldwell was among the blessed. Um, who was invited? It's a curious tone. <laughs> among the blessed. Uh, who was invited to uh, go to Apple's? I can't remember where it was, but anyway, invited to go uh, to Apple. So. Congratulations. Um, so she she went to the Apple event and was able to hear the HomePod in comparison to some of the other uh, speaker systems on the market and compare the sound and also see how it works sort of in a big room. So I guess they like had it set up in this, you know, living, this created living area. And uh, she was like ducking behind bushes and things like that to to hear how it sounded, uh, depending on where you were in the room. And you can learn more about that over at uh, Query, which is a show on Relay FM, her and Stephen Hackett. But yeah, um, we did get some early looks at what this is going to be. And I'm curious, you know, now that you have you know, seen sort of more than just what Apple gave in the beginning. What are your thoughts here? And uh, what are your, what are your, your, I don't know. I just want your thoughts. Uh, I still have absolutely no idea why I would buy this product. Um, So (laughs) there's that. Uh, But speaking more broadly, uh, I, I can kind of see the faint, the, the very faint sketch of the ideal customer that they're targeting i just i'm not sure how many of them there are uh i know that there's just basically going to be a lot of people who are going to buy this because it's an apple product and Mm. uh, that seems to be the marketing direction they're leaning in with their advertisements um because uh, the ads for the homepod that they have released videos of which several mac websites are very excited about uh i i don't i will never understand the coverage of every little commercial that apple (laughs) releases it's like you know it's not 
it's not like there's anything special about this one. And indeed, there's nothing really special about the HomePod ones. It just says HomePod in uh, white letters over a black background. And then it like pulses and bends and warps to yeah, the music that's playing. Yeah, it tells me nothing. Yeah. It tells me nothing. It tells me less than nothing, Joe. It insults my intelligence. <laughs> there, there are three things it tells you. The name of the product, uh, th- that it's playing music, and that it is an Apple product because there's a little logo at the end. Um, and that's, now, wow, that's all you can get. <laughs> can I figure that out some some other way? I'm wondering. Could uh, I have yeah. already possibly known all of those? I I realize this is not an advertisement for me. Like, right. I, don't write no. in, please. And <laughs> don't give me sarcasm. I'm rich. Uh, I already know that, <laughs> that this is not it. an advertisement for me. It's an idea. <laughs> it's like for people to get interested in it. But I agree with you, Joe. The the ads are like, and also coverage of ads. I will say, I have covered ads before Mm. i've always done it begrudgingly because Uh. i don't get it i don't understand why like people can subscribe to those advertisements through youtube or they can just see them i don't want to write about them it makes no sense unless there's something particularly clever or uh noteworthy about it then i don't really see the the animoji ones those ones are worth covering simply because apple was going all in on animoji karaoke this that's off topic in terms of HomePod. Yeah. That one did make sense to me, um, and I found those quite delightful and gave me some ideas for doing uh, more Animoji karaoke vids if I want to. Too bad they don't release any sort of app that lets you do that. Uh, but womp, womp. oh, you know. I've got no. I'm not going to do that. Uh, don't do it. <laughs> I won't do it. No, uh, but, uh, but yeah, that, that's that's a separate issue, like you're saying. Uh, but the, yeah, the HomePod, I, I see it's in like you read. Uh, uh, Serenity had something on iMore where she was describing what you get basically uh, if you are not a subscriber to Apple Music or iTunes Match, if you are a subscriber to iTunes Match but not Apple Music, and if you're a subscriber to both um, or just Apple Music, uh, and she details uh, what features you get when those are the, the things. Um, and the features you get when you are not subscribed to uh, Apple Music or iTunes Match are laughable because it's nothing. Um, it's basically just a very expensive connected speaker at that point. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm very confused about why there isn't a better value proposition for somebody else coming to the platform, um, that, that is not in that ecosystem, but, uh, I can understand Apple's incentive for trying to push people into the ecosystem because it's subscription revenue that is ongoing, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's an incredibly expensive product when, especially when you add, uh, the cost of a yearly subscription into that, um, cause, uh, what, are you, what are we talking about here? We're basically talking about uh, $120 every year added onto the original um, sale of your your mm. sale price of your HomePod, which is why you gotta put it like that, Joe. <laughs> which is uh, over $300. Uh, so you're looking at quite a large sum um, to listen to music in one room of your house on one speaker, and it's mono. Um, I just, I don't, I don't. I'm I'm sort of baffled by it in many ways, and I know that I'm not the first person to say this, and I know I've said it before. Uh, it's it reminds me of the iPod Hi-Fi, uh, a, a very expensive speaker product uh, that was specifically for Apple's ecosystem, um, and it was not well received, uh, and so it went away. But you know, who knows? Maybe this could 
uh, you know, be be better adopted. Uh, there are a larger number of well, not a larger number. There are a there is a large number of Apple Music subscribers in the millions. So you could at least sell that many devices theoretically. Uh, if everybody wanted one of these, uh, and some people I'm sure will buy more than one. Um, <sighs> but uh, it's it's. I wrote an article about that. It's rather expensive. Yeah, so um, I genuinely, hand to heart, honest to God, was not planning on getting one of these devices. Oh, no. Um, Traitor. I know, I know, I know. Traitor, you bought one. I know. Um, So, uh, 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 one of the things was... You're not going to say that you need it for your work, are you? No, God, no, no, God. I mean, I do, but I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to use that as an excuse. There, because the, okay, I am going to say that, but I'm also going to say, like, that's not an excuse. Um, Like, this is the reason, one of the reasons why is because uh, the HomePod as a uh, a HomeKit hub, uh, similar to Apple TV or an in-home iPad, um, lets you control your home automation gadgets, and I am writing some articles whenever the HomePod does ship on how it interacts with uh, these, you know, with these different devices, and if it differs at all from using it with Siri on your iPhone or another device. Um, So that is important. What I am actually most excited about well there are two things that i'm really excited about and why i've chosen to go with this uh despite it all um one reason is because i do a lot of uh like out loud i'm i'm in the house a lot of times by myself by myself means me and then dogs who don't understand the english language um listening to music and podcasts uh throughout the day And so I am usually just carrying around my phone to different rooms, like in my pocket or something like that, and then blasting it from the little speaker in my phone. Um, So when I'm not doing that, I I go and turn on a Bose uh, SoundLink 2, I think it, I don't remember what it is, Um, but a Bose Bluetooth speaker. Well, got to go and and turn that on. Uh, The Bluetooth can cut out after a while if I disconnect from it, yada, yada, yada. It's not always plugged in, um, and I can't control it with my voice. Uh, So I knew that I wanted some sort of of different option there, and I had been using my Apple TVs as AirPlay streamers to, to play music on and play podcasts on so that I could play in my living room and in my uh, master bedroom, which are on opposite sides of the house. And so it's sort of like an, a, a throughout the home streaming. Um, so that was the main like personal reason was because it was going to give me an easier out loud way to listen to music and also it's supposed to sound very good um in in one room yes in one room but i don't have like a gigantic house yeah but you're just saying that you have uh an an iphone that you're listening on you have to carry room to room to listen well Um, yeah because the speaker's too small to mm -hmm. set it in one room and be able to hear it uh the second reason is um now it's escaping me <laughs> because I was trying to defend myself there. Uh, <laughs> defend no, your the, position. So, let's see. The first reason was because it's a 
music listening. And the second reason, holy cow, what was my other reason for wanting to get this thing? Now was I don't it, remember it, it at all. Was it the usefulness of Siri or was it? No, it wasn't the usefulness of Siri. Um, um, room filling audio? Uh, eh, eh. The power cables? Um, nope. It's legitimately escaping me. I will think of it at okay. some point. Like, I, I really, I genuinely had uh, two big reasons for wanting to get this thing. Um, and honestly, it was up until it was time to buy that I finally made the decision, yes, I'm I'm going to get it. I mm-hmm. had been wishy-washy, and I was pretty much sold on not wanting to get it um, until I saw... Uh, these, you know, Apple's, um, again, like where Serenity went and where other people went, uh, to, to do these reviews. Um, because I, again, like the Bose is fine. There are just like a few issues that I have with it that, that become, um, troublesome, but it's not that big of a deal. It's, it's not something that's going to, you know, it's not a game changing situation. Um, Oh, wait, wait, wait. is the second thing, was the second thing AirPlay 2? No, it wasn't that either. Oh. I know. Oh, yes, I just remembered it. Okay, the second thing is that right now on both of my televisions, I'm listening through the built-in speaker system that comes with it. And so it's the speakers on the back of the TV. And on my main TV, the one in the living room, that I am eventually some month going to replace with a 4k tv but for now it's not it's just a 1080p tv and anyway one of the speakers is actually going out in it and so when you get those bassy uh hits and some certain shows it does this sound that's just terrible i don't have that on the soundboard or else uh, i'd play it there um thank god (laughs) i'm i'm kidding um and you can use the uh I, i i do all of my watching uh, completely on Apple TV, um, you know, be it Hulu or Netflix or any other service, CBS All Access, which I have never had a problem with, by the way. Everybody has a problem with that app. I've never had an issue. I don't understand it. And I feel bad because, like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm going to be using my HomePod as a, uh, a an external, like a soundbar, essentially. Um, I do want to note and again, this could be hype, and it could be something that uh, changes when I actually get the device. Um, but all th- so so, I think this is this is important. Um, and again, like I, I think if people have listened to this show um, or have paid attention to any of the the stuff that like I tweet, they know I'm not an Apple apologist. And when Apple does bad stuff, I call it out. So in saying this, like I know it's the narrative right now, but I genuinely like am, am hoping against hope and believing at least at the very least, my colleague Serenity Caldwell, um, who was there and listened to it and if you look at her track record, she is also critical of the company when they when those things need to be happening. Um, the 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 fact that it's mono, um, it is mono, but it is genuinely doing some established audio audiophilic um, methods. I, that's a gross. That sounds really yeah, gross, but uh, there we go. 
Uh, too bad. Uh, audiophilic uh, methods to take the audio and separate it and turn it into a 3D soundscape. So sitting against against a wall, or not against a wall, but near a wall. So if you can imagine like where I'm going to have it is underneath my television um, on a console, on an entertainment stand, essentially. Uh, my TV is mounted to the wall. Um, it bounces the bass. It, well, first of all, it uses all the microphones in it and as an accelerometer, but it uses all the microphones in it to send out pulses and figure out basically how far away walls are and where it is in relation to all of those things. The accelerometer is kind of cool. If you pick it up, it knows that you've picked it up and then it redoes that process. But it uses that to inform where it is in the room and it then uh, it'll bounce the base off of the back of the wall. So if you don't have it in the center of the room, if you have it, you know, sort of against a wall or near a wall, it bounces the base off the back of the wall because those are great resonators to then put the base into the room. And then it sends out channels. It sends out, you know, the, the the center channel and left and right through the remaining tweeters and woofers and blah, blah, blah. Um, wait, so I, it, wait, question. Okay. How many channels is it actually using? It, it, as far as I understand it, and this is again, one of those Apple hasn't said and Apple hasn't answered and da, da, da. Now, Jason Snell says that he did get an answer, that they were using mono. Uh, and then Renee said that he heard something else, and I don't know what he said that he heard. And then Serenity said, I don't know. I need to get clarification. So it's all over the board right now. But it's my understanding that they do take a mono channel, and then with the processor that's built into the uh, speaker it built into the home pod they use that to inform how the the channel is is split up into its component parts and so the the bassier sounds the 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 lows are bounced against the wall and then the 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 mids and the highs are dynamically sent out be it you know left right but or the center go ahead that's okay that's not really how stereo sound works though it's about uh sound being uh around you by by uh by splitting the channels up so that you can have a left speaker playing sound to make it seem like something's on the left side of a screen or something on the right etc um or things that are behind you um if you have like 5.1 or 7.1 sound um like there's uh it's not it's not the kind of thing where you can just mathematically deduce from one source a uh, way to surround you with audio. Um, now, even like a soundbar, uh, some of those uh, are they're mostly taking several channels and they're bouncing those channels through the tweeters at different parts of the wall to make it sound like it's surrounding you as well. But if the HomePod doesn't actually have those channels at all, if it's just using mono sound, it's never going to be able to derive. Um, it's never going to be able to derive the actual surround sound sound from that. Um, it, it, it's only going to be able to uh, put sound around you in a uniform way. Um, that's totally, it's different from um, other surround sound solutions. So when you're thinking about TV or movies or something like that, where they have surround sound mixes, uh, then you're not going to be getting that mix. It's just going to sound like it's filling the room, but it'll just be all around you uniform. Um, all around me. <laughs> and one of the things that I saw 
Jason Snell say when he initially had his uh, thing with the HomePod when they took him to one of the little test screenings or whatever, and he talked to the the Apple people, is that they you can have like a stereo pair of these. You can have two HomePods, um, and one of them can be the left channel, one of them can be the right channel. Um, but the technology for doing that, the AirPlay two required, etc., underneath stuff is not shipping right now correct and so you can't have two home pods producing stereo sound right now even though that's seems to be the only way to 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 do it so that's why i was asking you about the the the, the channels because otherwise you while you might get sound that fills the room it's not going to be um split up in any way where you know you have a left side and a right side and a, a back left and a back right kind of a thing you're it's correct. just going to be all over Yes. Yeah, so yeah, it's not it's not as if it's taking um, uh, the input uh, where you've got you know two microphones, one recording left and one recording right, and using those to create stereophonic um, sound and a stereographic projection. But instead, it is taking one channel and uh, filling the room with that one channel. And doing some whatever on the fly to fill the room in a way that it sounds uh, more full. Uh, again, I, I don't understand how all of this works and, and, to, and won't know sort of how it, it shakes out in practice until I have it. And on it, like I'm, I'm not an audiophile in the least sense of the word. Not as I just said. Yeah, I'm not an audio feeling. As I've just said, like I walk around my house with my phone in my pocket blasting the sound. Um, what is interesting to me is what Serenity uh, talked about. And like this moment was what was what finally sealed the deal for me. Um, when it comes to music for me, it's not lyrics, it's sound. Like I will fall in love with a song and it'll be th like 30 times listening through before I ever actually pay attention to lyrics. Typically. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't like some people, they hear lyrics and they're like, Oh yeah, this is my jam. I just hear the sound. And like, if that becomes my jam. Um, and she was talking about how with the home pod, the way that it's breaking up, um, doing all this, whatever on the fly, uh, she was listening to, uh, something that involved lots of lots of uh, direct uh, choral work. So it was like um, she said, compare it to going and watching an acapella production, which I would never do. But anyway, she, you're sitting in the crowd, you're watching an acapella production, and you see that there are two people in the front singing this part, and there are two people on the right singing this part, and two people on the left sing, singing this part. With your eyes, you can see what each person is singing. With your ears, you can hear all of that together, but your brain uses both your visual and your oral input. That's oral, not oral. Oral input to... Um, let you like hear the difference between those so you know what sounds coming from the middle people and what sounds coming from the people on the right and like which part they're singing she said you know you put in some some normal headphones or uh an everyday quality bluetooth speaker and it's hard to separate those voices and really hear them sep you know really hear them differently and she said with with the home pod she was able to uh 
actually hear those different voices and and call them out. So the separation um, in the processing apparently is is good. Now again, these are all secondhand accounts, and I am planning on uh, putting this thing like I've been putting together a playlist of different songs across different uh, genres and and. Uh, also podcasts and things like that and finding some different tracks that I want to play to really put this thing, uh, you know, through, through its paces because I have a 14 day return window. If I decide that this is not something that I want, um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm really, like I said, I'm really looking forward to, I, I don't need the, the left and the right channel, uh, which again, doesn't ship with it. Uh, at least not to start. Uh, it's funny how we sort of forget how much money we've spent over time and then things become uh, somehow reasonable in our minds again. Or at least that's how it works for me. It's like, yeah, I may have dropped three forty nine on this, uh, you know, f- six months ago, but three forty nine now that's new money. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't foresee myself getting two of them uh Again, unless like the speakers go out in my other TV, in which case I would uh, use the the HomePod as a a system for that. But um, point is, uh, this the the reviews that came out uh, following the sort of let's compare this to the Google Home Max and the Amazon Echo and some other things. Um, that's whenever I was like, okay, I want to try this out. Uh, that said. It's not a powerful device in terms of uh, being an in-home smart assistant um, like the Amazon Echo or the Google Assistant. Uh, Siri apparently is not as powerful, which is really disappointing. And I hope that we get more of that in uh, the next version of HomePod. Like it's clear Apple is shipping this as a music listening device before anything else. And it's a little disappointing to me um, because in the beginning, like what I wanted was a, a, a home hub, a smart home hub. Um, I have more things that I want to say about AirPlay 2, but I've spoken quite a bit. And so I'm curious if you have any thoughts based on all of the stuff I've been rambling about or any other thoughts about it. Yeah, I mean, just to continue my earlier digression about stereo sound, uh, I, uh, you know, most people probably w- will be absolutely fine with this for uh tv etc it's just gonna sound the same as whatever cheap speakers they may have on a tv so that that's that's the thing it um, better sound better well, than cheap speakers well but what i mean is you might not have the stereo separation um but you know a lot of like cheap tvs aren't don't really have stereo separation because oh, they have the speakers I relatively close okay. together but uh so uh, but anyway, I I personally would not buy one for that application, and I would not necessarily recommend that anyone do that. I certainly, even if somebody's considering that, and they're like, "Oh, it doesn't really matter to me the stereo separation," I would I would just wait a little and see what the reviews are because Apple's reviews have been under very controlled and tight yeah conditions. Let's get some real people reviews. Like y'all can trust me to to be honest about this thing, uh, and so so check back here. Oh, better check back with unhelpful suggestions, or you're going to get the lowdown on this bad boy, and also other people. Um, <laughs> this is a lot of other people are going to have some hot takes, um, but uh, but yeah, the 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 thing that I I'm 
curious to see is uh, when more people uh, have it in a wider variety of conditions, because Apple has basically just had people show up and had uh, Apple employees control the HomePod for uh, people to listen to. Um, so they're just sort of a captive audience and not actually living with this device in any way at all, or even controlling right. it with Siri or, uh, picking songs that they would want to hear. It's all, uh, exclusively from the, the Apple employees perspective. So I, I just, uh, not, not, I, I do want to quibble on that last bit. Um, not entirely true. Um, Serenity was, uh, and again, this is just a small point, but I just want to, you know, put it all out there. Um, Serenity was like, hey, that's cool, but can I listen to the Hamilton soundtrack? Because I want to hear how it sounds with just like some clear voices. And they played one part and she's like, no, I want to hear the end whenever it gets wild. And they did, they they played uh, the, the stuff that she asked for. So yes, it is still a controlled environment, but I did want to note, it's not as if, you know, they were only able to cherry pick certain songs and only play those through to give it the best experience. They, the people who were there, the journalists who were there were able to have some level of control over listening yeah oh they're still requesting it from an apple employee to have them do it like right right right, right. she, I, she I, didn't have the the ability to ask for that song and then have it fail to understand her query um which uh i i'm curious to see because a lot of the times uh when i'm listening to things and using siri which i have to rely on when i'm using carplay um there is no other voice alternative for me and there's no other uh safe way to navigate your your music library um i have i'm at the mercy of whatever it thinks i said uh and whatever choices it makes when it parses things and with something like a soundtrack or with a cast recording um it can be uh kind of picky about the names of certain things especially the title of the album so i'm curious to see uh, if that all plays smoothly, like if Serenity was actually able to uh, phrase it in the way that she would want to phrase it to ask the question uh, to get that sound, um, you know, would she actually get the song even, um, which is something that, as far as I know, no person has been able to accomplish yet because Apple has been handling all of the control of what, what is playing back, um, which I, I, I'm again, I'm just... Uh, reluctant to just trust or recommend that anyone shell out any money for something when um journalists don't really have a device that they can take with them um and mm. uh check out themselves uh so that that that's just a uh, a point where i'm i'm reluctant to uh to, or at least skeptical to uh and i i know that it's not going to be like horrible it's not going to be like oh play this song and then it doesn't do anything like i know that that's <laughs> i know they're not releasing that but i'm just curious what the 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 failure rate is on some of these requests and uh what what songs will and won't work um out uh when you're when you're listening to them uh there there's a lot of uh, music that was mono that was you know because people had personal uh, radio listening devices that were mono for a long time uh, but that's that's just a thing I just I don't, I don't know and uh, so I'm very skeptical and I, I'm just sort of shocked that uh, this is a product that was announced in June as something that would ship in December and here we are uh, in February, well, it's going to be February in like a hot minute, and uh, there there are still these big unanswered questions, and still no 
substantial product reviews. Um, and I just am sort of baffled by uh, that process. Uh, it makes me feel like Apple doesn't even have full confidence in this device out of the gate. It uh, is a little strange how that's going. Um, yeah, how the it it went on sale, but yet the true product reviews have not uh, taken place yet slash are in process. And that that is odd that the, the shipping happened first. Um, and I, I don't, you know, we can only guess uh, the reasoning behind that or the multiple reasons behind that. But I, I do agree. Um, it's that it, that's a little odd that, that we still don't have a, like people who are early adopters and then people who take their cues from early adopters are sort of both in the dark here. Um, and I guess like that is where I just have to say, uh, 14 day return window, 14 day return window. Like if, if this is something that you're thinking about and you're more on the side of, I do want to try it, then remember you've got 14 days to return it and you should abs like no one should keep this thing if they don't, you know, if they decide they don't want it. Um, and you should feel free to send it back. Cause as far as I understand it, those return windows are very, um, or it's it's super easy to return is what I'm saying. Um, yeah, and you can also just wait 14 days for reviews to come out after the exactly. device is released. Yeah, do that. I mean, there's still yeah. there's no there's no delay on shipment right now. No. Like there, it sounds it seems like there are plenty of HomePods, and I imagine if you know if the whenever the reviews hit, uh, if reviews are positive. Um, overall then i imagine we'll start to see uh supply change a little bit but yeah for now like there are plenty and i think people were worried about that in the beginning and it just hasn't been an issue like it's fine yeah. uh there are plenty they well it's like they built up uh a supply of these uh because they were anticipating selling it during the christmas season when it could be a gift for somebody mm -hmm. which you would have more devices flying off the shelves and now that it's quarter one and everybody's broke um then you know you you just you just aren't having as many fly off the shelves uh in the in this time period uh so i i i understand why there's a surplus of these devices i've also seen uh some speculation people are like oh it's it's not already sold out that must mean it's selling terribly it's like no you have no idea what the supply is so uh exactly why, why would you even guess that but and like it's i, I imagine it was the soft and firmware that was <laughs> like they, they had the, the that's typically how <laughs> apple works like the hardware was and typically is locked in quite a lot ahead of time. And so it wouldn't surprise me if they were able to start crafting these things a lot earlier and they were just solidifying the soft and firmware um, to, you know, work with the device. Yeah, well, that seems to be the story that's been borne out here is like they, they had this thing all set up hardware wise, like nothing about this hardware has really changed uh they just had uh uh software delays it seems and it seems according to rumors to mostly be related to airplay 2 um which is a complicated piece of uh audio networking software um that is on a variety of things that apple sells uh or yeah. will be uh and so that that is apparently what a, what caused the delay and it's a good thing they delayed it and didn't release something that uh had a malfunctioning airplay 2 experience because uh according to the way that i've heard airplay 2 described uh by marco arment on um uh accidental tech podcast atp 
like there's stuff about starting and stopping playback being completely independent of the device and other devices can start and stop playback and so it's like well i can understand how that would cause a problem if you like lose track of what's doing what uh then you you have audio spontaneously stopping or starting uh at bizarre times if there's uh, a, a misunderstanding of signals so uh yeah i i i am i i understand why it's delayed etc but uh i i'm just sort of completely confused by this this thing and i think this is a good point to segue to uh your thoughts on airplay 2 because mm-hmm. uh you you had some of those to share yeah um so one of the things that i do want to note before we move on it's just the last thing um again when serenity i think she was talking on query about uh this device she remarked about how small it was and like i had heard that and you know even apple says it's small um and but she'd said something following that where she's like no like you don't understand this thing's really small um so i went to apple's uh homepod page and went to the tech specs uh page and looked at the size and i cut out a little uh card stock um sort of a two rectangles with the width and the the height that Apple listed and then cut each of them down the middle, um, you know, halfway up and then stuck it together so that it made sort of a, a standing sculpture, uh, a standing cardstock uh, representation of the size. Y'all, this thing is small. I like it. It my hand is I, I mean, I do have monster hands, but my hand is bigger than this than this device, and that was sort of like an eye opening, uh, freaky thing for me because like, oh man, this little dealie's going to do what I need it to do. Um, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, but it, what I do like about the fact that it's so small is like, it made me realize that I could put this anywhere. Um, it's it's small enough to where I thought, okay, I got to like one of those things where you uh, are angry and you put your hands down on the side of a table and then you wipe your hands across your arms across the table and kick everything off of it. Like that's how I foresaw me having to, you know, place the home pod sort of like a a vase or something. But it's it's a lot smaller than that. So um, <clears throat> it's been uh, interesting uh, seeing how, just how small it was. Uh, so moving on. Yeah. Airplay two, uh, in iOS 11.3 and it's, and it's tvOS counterpart. Um, and also Mac OS and all that jazz. Uh, there is, uh, support for airplay two. Um, airplay two is a new protocol for, from Apple that, among some other things, including better connectivity and yada, 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 uh, allows you to connect your music streaming to different uh, AirPlay devices. Interestingly, uh, your Mac, and iTunes specifically, has been capable of doing this for a while uh, with AirPlay technology, not even AirPlay 2. Uh, if you opened up iTunes, you could choose you could check mark if you had apple tvs connected to your wi-fi network throughout the home you could check mark them and play music to them at the same time or whatever it is that you're watching or listening and listening to in itunes uh, but with airplay 2 it allows ios devices um, and tvos devices to do the same thing so i um 
of course, installed the beta software and I've been playing around with it and testing it and trying out the new Animoji, of course. But um, AirPlay 2 technology is there now. Uh, and again, I mentioned before, like, I will occasionally use my televisions as uh, speaker systems to sort of fill if I'm like cleaning and I'm or doing laundry or anything that involves me moving between rooms. And I'm like listening to a podcast. It's nice to be able to sort of a not have to carry my phone around, b not have to have uh, headphones on, which makes me hot or earphones in, which eventually makes my ears hurt. Um but to have it sort of be in the house. And although it uh, it starts by bothering the dogs before they just sort of ignore it and move on, uh, once that's out of the way, it's nice to have that playing throughout the house. And so I used to have to download the audio file and import it into iTunes and then play it throughout the house, which is just too much trouble. First world problem, of course. Um, but now what I can do is I'm going to, I'm just going to walk through the process here. Uh, I will play a song, uh, from, uh, Sufjan Stevens. We'll go with 4th of July. And then I hit the little airplay button in Apple music and um, what pops up is typically what you'd see here if you're using, um, you know, Apple devices, you'd have like the iPhone is listed at the top and it has a check mark to the right of it. And it says that's where you're playing music right now. Then if you had home pods in, if you had AirPods in, uh, then they would be listed there as well. And if you had Bluetooth devices connected um and you're actually connected to them right now, then they would be listed as well, but they'd all be separate um, connections. Right now, it shows my two Apple TVs, Dayton and Estevale, and uh, they have circles to the right of them. And what you can do is select one of them or select both of them, and it will play the audio, whatever it happens to be that you're listening to on your iPhone, to both of those devices. Um, so it's like that, uh, that's it. Like it's, it's as simple as that. And the syncing has been perfect. I've had no issue with that. Um, and what I'm most excited about, uh, or interested in at least is that now when I open the home app for iOS, my Apple TVs are listed within the home app. Now that alone is not that big of a deal because, excuse me, <clears throat> Uh, when you tap on them, you can sort of play and pause with the tiles, but there's not a whole lot you can do. What I'm thinking is that there's some fun stuff to come in the future. Uh, it turns out that the home app is actually where you will control, you'll adjust settings for the home pod. So that'll also be popped into the home app for iOS. Um, so all of those things sort of work in, in concert. Uh, they work together, um, to provide that, that AirPlay 2 experience. But yeah, um, AirPlay 2, even though it's still in beta and is on beta software, um, I have uh, yet to experience any issues with it, which is pretty cool because typically uh, audio and streaming are audio and wireless streaming are two of Apple's, um, you know, biggest, biggest concerns or, 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 you know, where they struggle the most. And uh, so it's been delightful to see that, uh, it's working well, and also that they're taking their time to make sure that it goes uh, goes well whenever the technology eventually does ship. So anyway, uh, that's something to look forward to, AirPlay 2, um, and we will see uh, when that when that ships. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
I'm, I'm curious to, to do that as well. Uh, I, speaking of betas, uh, I installed, uh, uh, the beta for TVOS, um, which was just made available and, uh, finally includes, uh, the, the match content, uh, frame rate option for the fourth generation Apple TV, oh, yeah. um, which, uh, had been, uh, some would say missing or neglected or, uh, just plain and not thought of, um, because <laughs> uh, it was added to uh, the 4K Apple TV in a previous beta um, uh, a couple months ago. So, it, it, actually, back in November. So it's it's kind of curious that it took that long to put that on the fourth generation Apple TV. I'm not entirely cer- certain what the reasons could be, other than somebody was like, "Oh, hey, uh, we we got like some complaints that we didn't put it on the other one too," because um, obviously it's not going to have uh the the choice to match the the content resolution uh and uh uh you know HDR SDR kind of stuff uh because it doesn't do any of those things but it does uh have the option to match frame rates because uh that is something that it can do uh cuz frame rates are just something you could have less of um because Apple feels like the interface needs to be like 60 frames per second to be super smooth and awesome and that uh it's it was fine previously to do a a nice little three to two conversion on uh your your uh your movies so you got some double frames i uh, charge extra for the three to two conversion <sighs> but yeah that, that's that's the, the that's the news update there i'm glad they put that in and i'm actually kind of surprised that uh they did um to be perfectly Ooh. honest since they had skipped it uh i am actually kind of positive about the Apple TV right now because they've changed so much of it uh, in in the past year software wise um, and I love the idea of like I'm positive because it's completely different from what it used to be well I mean that's basically what it needed to be I mean there's there's no software update that's gonna fix that remote but uh, there's uh, you know they they've added Amazon Prime the Amazon Prime is in the TV app they have uh, added uh, other providers and integrated them into the TV app. Um, they still have a bizarro experience if you try to subscribe and unsubscribe from something where you have to go into manage your iTunes account stuff, um, and that can get out of sync with your apps. But whatever, um, that's that's a thing <laughs> that they have. Uh, and uh, you have uh, uh, just a, I think a, a better experience. It's still buggy. Um, I'll I'll say that for sure. Uh, but uh, they they've they've done a much better job of. Um, uh, polishing off some of the rough edges on content access uh, that that existed before, uh, and in light of uh, Amazon and Google's tiff over YouTube access, um, it its horrible YouTube app is somehow the most convenient <laughs> way to access it. Um, because otherwise, if you have a Fire TV, you have to access it with uh, with a, the, the 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 browser because they installed a, a browser on that, um, which is super weird. But uh, yeah, it's that th- that's one of those things where it's sort of like wins by default, I guess. Um, the YouTube app is still bad, um, in my opinion, um, and plays things in the wrong order. Like if you go to your subscriptions uh, for something and you're watching like somebody's vlog. Uh, mm-hmm. And you go back to the last one that you've seen, and you start from there. It it plays them in the uh, it plays them in uh, the opposite chronological order. So it'll play 
the one you've selected and then an older one and then an older what one and the then hell? an older one. Yeah. It doesn't go the other way. It's like, no, I'm starting from here. Play the newer one that I haven't seen yet. It doesn't, it, it's, it's a bad app. I, 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 I just, it gets so frustrated that they designed it that way. And the ad skipping thing where you have to like hold the button on the remote to skip the ads, just, uh, YouTube. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, that, that, that's, that's my, my positive moment that I, that I have to share with you about that. Yeah, that's like, that's, uh, surprising and also good. <laughs> um, well, I, I thought we, we, we talked about, um, rounding out the show, uh, with an, <laughs> just the most perplexing, <sighs> perplexing and like, <sighs> All right. <clears throat> uh, Elon Musk's boring company. Uh, I forgot. I, even though I suggested this, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Is um, they're selling $500 branded flamethrowers. So the boring company came out with uh, hats um, at first. And the boring company is the one that wants to dig holes under the ground and send cars through them, right? Yes. Let me okay. let me let me explain the boring company. Yeah, please. So, yeah, just uh, tell tell us that tell us everything. Yeah, the, Elon Musk uh, was stuck in traffic one day in his Tesla and was like, you know, it would be great if I could just get around all these other people. Uh, traffic is bad, and uh, his solution to that is he's going to dig holes underneath Los Angeles to provide uh, faster access to people who can afford it um, with a complicated tunnel system that will basically lower your car onto a little pad thing that will scoot it through this little tunnel uh, that is not super wide, and then it will pop it back up somewhere else in the city. Uh, and that is that is his solution for traffic congestion, uh, so that the, the 1% uh, can have access to a, a super fast system of transportation um, because they can afford to do it, uh, and other people can't, uh, which is why we need to drill up a bunch of holes. Uh, contrast that with something like a hub, uh, a subway system where you dr- dig up basically the same size hole, except you can move <laughs> tons of people. Loads more people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, but, but, you know, Elon Musk thinks, uh, public transportation's icky, uh, and that, uh, you basically just need to... He thinks people are icky. Yeah. Well, he, he, he... Elon Musk is basically a Bond villain, as we have as has been discussed previously. Honestly, he's more he, he's like I think he's less a Bond villain because I do think that there's some good to him. He's more a Kingsman villain. Oh yeah, that's true. It, where he has like a misguided sense of how he's going to yeah. save the world, uh, yeah. and it mainly is is uh, corrupted by his own ego. Uh, because yes, this it's perfect. He he like he he's like oh you know it's better for the environment if we have electric cars but also i need to have this really complicated and controlling system for doing it and uh i i i'm uh, he's 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 just a very strange man uh and uh he uh you know he's he's just a modern robber baron um so he's got uh this whole boring company system and he's selling these flamethrowers because uh, he can, uh, and they're cool. And there's a, a video of him running around his office, uh, shooting it um, in the direction of the camera guy recording him, um, which is, <sighs> I think, charming. Uh, and I would certainly not be distressed at all if my boss did that. Uh, but the, but yeah, he's he's just. It, it doesn't spray flames far. It just shoots out a couple, like a foot, 
two feet, basically, of I just, flame. like, the, the last thing we need to do is provide folks with more weapons. Like, yeah. I, I realize this is sort of a novelty and it's just, like, a silly, it barely shoots flame. I don't care. Yeah. It's still going to, like, some some dummy is going to buy this and then their child is going to get a hold of this and set the house on fire or some like this is just why you don't need to you don't need to give people the option uh it's just stupid it's 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 foolish yeah this i i agree with you uh i i think this is incredibly foolish and um it sort of highlights how his ego corrupts his uh ambitions uh that he that he has any any sort of altruistic uh notion about the boring company which there aren't any um but uh but that would that would corrupt that uh because you know he's like oh the environment and it's like does the environment need uh specially manufactured flamethrowers i'm not sure that they do uh but uh but yeah here we go um and the the marketing's uh the the marketing copy on the page is all cutesy and uh foolish as well it's like you're it's one of these like i feel as if you think that everyone is just everybody like the world is just an experiment just uh i mean i know he's talked about it being a simulation but i really do like i feel like he more thinks that he is in charge of the simulation and like a like a Hannibal Lecter, he just does, he doesn't eat people, but he does things to just see how it plays out. And like, oh, today on a whim, I thought it'd be fun to sell a flamethrower. And so because he has the money and the, the, you know, company to make it and all that jazz, then he makes a flamethrower and charges more money for it. And like, I'm sure some people just think this is a funny thing and they laugh and it's cute joke, but overall, like, I think it speaks to the guy's psyche and sort of what how how he views others and it, it's just it's it's concerning. Anyway. Yeah, no, and I'm uh he's it, it, also in light of the um delays that he has at his companies because he makes uh very large promises that he can't deliver on. Um it seems uh, strange to uh, trot this one out because uh, in the news at the same time this is this was initially unveiled. Uh, he 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 was also uh, getting flack for uh, being behind on Tesla Model Three orders, uh, <laughs> and the reason for that is because they can't find uh, enough skilled labor and it's hard to to do it. And it's like you know can't find a, enough hard, uh, skilled labor in California. It seems it seems like it's possible to do. I'm going to suggest that maybe it's a money thing, but who knows uh, what the situation is. Just keep making your flamethrowers, dude. Yeah, like here's your uh, your you get if you're an employee here, you get uh, severance or not severance, but you get uh, you get your 401k, you get health insurance, you get a flamethrower, you get. Wait, go back to the last one. Like, <laughs> uh, what is the? Yeah, you you need to be focusing, I would assume, on uh, these other things instead of I don't know putting some portion of your company uh, in charge of of creating a flamethrower. And even if they were just like purchased somewhere else and then they slap their logo on it, like that's still resources that are being put to this. Uh, yeah. Whenever there are other problems, I mean, going it's on. not like the flamethrower people are the people that are making. <laughs> 
the Tesla Model Three, but right, that's it, true. It, yeah, it's just it's it's just one of those things. It's, from a marketing perspective, the optics are bad. Um, so uh, I think that concludes our show. It's um, a very PR statement. Yeah. From a marketing perspective, the optics are bad. Mm-hmm. So sorry. <laughs> uh, that's a good note to end on. Uh, Matt Alexander apologizing on behalf of the show. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a wrap.